Hello and welcome to Living in the New Next, a podcast brought to you by Microsoft, sharing business owners' stories about how they've coped and adapted to the challenges caused by the global pandemic. I'm Claire Hatton. And I'm Greta Thomas. Claire and I host the podcast Don't Stop Us Now, and we're really excited to be bringing you this special mini-series as well. Indeed we are. In today's episode of Living in the New Next, we meet with the founder and creative director of PhysioSize, Anna-Louise Bouvier, and the CEO and owner, Melissa Partington. PhysioSize is recognised throughout Australia as leaders in the field of exercise rehabilitation for chronic recurrent pain. Think back pain, rehab, arthritis, balance, you name it. And there's been quite a bit of back and neck pain with all this working from makeshift offices at home, hasn't there? There certainly has, and I can speak from first-hand experience. I know, you poor thing. Now, for the past 25 years, PhysioSize has delivered its classes in person. So as you can imagine, when lockdown happened earlier this year, it posed a tremendous threat to their business. You're right. But what we're about to share is a really inspirational story about how they pivoted their business in just 10 days to switch 160 classes a week from in-person to an online experience. And that's not as straightforward as it sounds. Exactly. For a start, some of their clients are 85 years old and not tech savvy. And all their instructors are physios who suddenly had to learn a completely different way to teach a class virtually, not to mention the new devices and software they had to start using in order to be able to go remote. And as you'll hear, when you're dealing with clients' medical records, privacy and security are really important to any technology decision. Absolutely. Anna Louise and Melissa have some really fascinating and useful stories, insights and advice to share on how they've pivoted their business to survive and thrive in the new next. So without further ado, enjoy this conversation. Melissa Partington and Anna Louise Bouvier, welcome to Living in the New Next. Thank you. Thank you very much. Lovely to be here. Well, it's fantastic to have you both here and we're so looking forward to this conversation. Just to understand a little bit about you and help our listeners understand a little bit about you. So Anna Louise, how would you describe to someone you met at a dinner party what you do today? Well, I'm the founder of PhysioSize, which is my first great love, which is a program that teaches people how to look after their bodies, particularly when they've had pain or problems for a long period of time. And then my other hat is that I founded a health tech startup called Happy Body at Work, which was a joint venture with the ABC. Fantastic. And what was it that made you become a physio back in the day? I think I've always loved the idea of being able to help people. And on the on the flip side, I think I also secretly wanted to be a primary school teacher. So I think you combine those two things and really in the end, that love of education has really followed me the whole way through my career. And as a physiotherapist, I think often we don't give ourselves often enough opportunities to educate. So when I started PhysioSize 25 years ago, it was really about giving people tools to really empower them to actually change themselves. So it's that combination of the two things that I think really inspired me. Yeah, and it, and it's an incredible concept. Perhaps just for our listeners, you could just explain the scale and nature of physio size today as we come into mm-hmm. 2020. So when I started physio size, we started with one class a week in 1995, and that was 
before Pilates even existed. So for most people, the concept that you would use exercise as therapy was really, really new. These days now, thanks to incredible growth over the 25 years, we now have around about 130 classes a week and over 1,300 people a week going through the program every week. So it really has, we've got 25 staff. It's it's an incredibly involved and ever-expanding program. And Melissa, I'd love to loop you into the discussion now and ask you the same question. You know, how do you describe to people you meet at a dinner party uh, what you do today? Well, 10 years ago, Anna Louise took off on her tech journey. And so I bought the practice at that point. Now, really, I just spend my life trying to you know, help people do the things that they want to do. We really look at the big picture of people's lives and their bodies and work out how to make them work the best that they can work. And what got you interested and passionate about physiotherapy and physiosize? Well, do you know what? It started very small. I had an aunt with rheumatoid arthritis who was treated terribly and really crippled. And I think I just decided no one else should be like that. So that was probably the starting point when I was a kid. Wow. And, you know, I started right from the beginning, did work experience in year 10, loved it from the start. And so then I've really been on the journey ever since. I worked in a lot of private practice, worked with sports teams in Australia, went to the UK and did a whole lot of stuff with chronic pain and worked in a whole lot of places over there, as you do when you're young and you can do whatever you like. And so came back with these multiple passions. And then I went to one of Anna Louise's first classes when she was spruiking to all the local physios and went, this is what I need to do. So we sort of connected from the first meeting, really. Oh, fantastic. Let's fast forward now to February, March 2020, COVID-19 hit, and we all went down into lockdown earlier this year. I'd imagine that your business was very analog, face-to-face. Melissa, can you take us back to that moment and that those times and your thoughts and concerns about the business? Yeah, it was slightly terrifying. There's, you know, 1,300 people a week we had to get through. They were all in groups or largely. So there was fear left, right and centre from all the people around me. And really it was quite instant, to be honest. I just had a vision that it had to be something else and that we had to have this capability of being able to treat people in their homes but do it in a quality way with all the feedback that we could possibly give them, you know, without our hands. And that had to be able to evolve to be being hybrid. You know, they had to be able to come in or be at home or do both. And we had to have that capability. And I don't know why that came to me right at that moment, but that's what I had in my head. And then I just had to find a way to make that work. I mean, I presume there must have been a great sense of urgency on your part and stress because did you have a, a period of time where, you know, you'd had to shut down and there were no classes? We saw it early is what I would say. So we were in action before lockdown, you know, before it all turned to, to mess. So I was worried about having to let go of staff. I was worrying about not being able to look after the patients that we've looked after for such a long time, as well as all the new ones that we're still, you know, wrapping in cotton wool. So we acted very quickly. I just went through enormous number of back channels until I found someone who could do what I wanted to do. And literally we shut down for a week And literally it was a week and two weekends that we installed a whole lot of equipment and got this thing up and running. It was extraordinary. So I had the whole 25 of my team on board and amazingly 
picking up tech that they had no idea how to use. And yes, it was something that you would normally test for six months. What was incredible about Melissa is that she went big on the hardware, but also really explored the software side of it. She was able to like really keep pivoting as things changed in the COVID environment. I think that was the really big difference with what happened at PhysioSars compared to what I've seen in some of the other practices. Yeah, interesting. So, Melissa, can you explain a few of the key things that you introduced that enabled you to go virtual with your classes in a one week and two weekends? How phenomenal. <laughs> you must have been exhausted and sleep deprived. What was the sort of the key software that you chose, for example? Well, my, we had Microsoft anyway, and so we had a you know the possibility of um, using them. So we went straight to Teams. At the time, there were other platforms that weren't as secure, or they were ridiculously expensive to get the hardware to make them work. So we got in a whole lot of big screens and a whole lot of equipment, great cameras, great audio, and it started off okay with that. And literally it was time we contacted every one of those patients and made sure that they were up and running on Teams. All 25 of my staff were calling people, testing and some of our patients are 85, you know, plus, mm. and they were getting their grandson in and downloading the software and testing and making it all happen. It was a big project and yes, no sleep and a couple of people by my side, 16 hours a day in that office, just making it work. Mel was just incredible, but also the admin team were amazing. And they literally went round to people's houses to, you know, show them how to use Teams and, you know, how to set up their cameras and all that sort of stuff you know, from home. So that's the kind of dedication it took to get it up and running. I love that about driving to the patient's houses. houses. Amazing. <laughs> and Melissa, you know, what was it? Because there, there's plenty of, you know, free, uh, you know, online collaboration platforms. What was it about Teams that made you think that was the right one to deliver physio size classes? We, we needed everything to be very secure and very private. This is medical treatment that we're providing. So we needed to make sure that we had the best possible way of doing that and researching the other platforms that there were. We just decided that the security was best there and we could not risk having people's data out there that that were in places it shouldn't be. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So important. One of the things that was great as well was that ability to kind of think of your business. So this is like a physio practice that teaches classes, but really what it was was a service delivery to a group, as Mel said, so and to a team of people essentially. So once you started to think about your service slightly differently, it actually enabled you to think, okay, is there existing things that can do what we want it to do? And even the fact that if you'd gone on, say, one of the, the free platforms and gone out with a link, which would have been very easy, but what PhysioSouths needed to do was to be able to capture people in those groups and be able to track those groups over time, which is another reason why it was really important to use something, you know, like Teams that was able to capture those groups and the activity of the group. Yeah, absolutely. And you you don't think about the intricacies, do you, until you start to actually implement (laughs) something like this. Melissa, how do you feel that your customers have adapted 
Oh, they are extraordinary. They know things that we don't know. Some of them, they fill us in if there's anything we need to know. But I think, as I said, a lot of them were quite isolated during times of COVID. They may have been immune suppressed or, you know, elderly, so they couldn't come out. And so they found extraordinary ways of connecting. Sometimes they would have dress up days for their class. <laughs> some of them, you know, they'd all, or they'd all come in green or something like that. Some of them had, you know, a bit of FaceTime that they had with their grandkids or something. But a lot of them, this was all knew nothing that they'd touched before they were refusing to touch tech if they thought they would never need it and so um, for a lot of them they just said look I thought I could get away without it but now I've realized how important that tech is to me and so they're using it for a whole lot of other things now you know and some of them it was inspirational you know they one lady said the only time I put on lipstick and decent clothes in the week is when this class is on so it gives me motivation to actually be human. It's so amazing isn't it how incredibly adaptable people have been through this. Uh, What about your staff were they teaching from their homes or were they teaching in studio on their own how did it work? Yes, they're in studio on their own. They could teach from the homes. They can teach from anywhere. Somebody's taught from their phone at one point. So it is possible. But most of the time, it was just one physio in a large studio. And at one point, once the regulations relaxed a little, we could have one person in the room with them. So we might have one person and one physio in the room and, you know, the other 12 at home. So it was interesting. And it's a huge thing for them. Physios, the whole reason physios are physios, usually is because they want to get their hands on people and they want to be face-to-face. So for them to adapt to teaching completely differently, you know, half of them have got a bit of a sore neck because they're looking up at the camera. Also, what we can teach is very different when you're doing it all visually. So we just had to think of new ways, fantastic words, so that what we're trying to get across gets across clearly. And their very big brains have just got even bigger because they've managed to come up with new ways of doing all sorts of things. So they were exhausted. They were really exhausted from from maintaining this fantastic positivity that they radiate through that camera and being able to keep that up in the face of, you know, internet going down, tech changing, updates happening that you and you didn't know what was happening and you had to just adjust quickly. So they did an amazing job. And today, Melissa, you know, we're in the lucky position in Sydney. You've got, I think, two premises. Although people can come back to the class, I gather, you know, some are actually choosing to stay virtual. So you're kind of running classes that are hybrid, some are in person and some are virtual. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's probably the long-term game, to be honest. So there's some people who just find it convenient. You know, they can duck into the class and then duck out and go to lunch or whatever they need to do or do a class from work. I've had people do a class from their boat. What about that surgeon that does his class in his scrubs before he goes into the operating theatre? I love that one. Yeah, exactly. I think it will be long-term. There will be, you know, people who just say, well, this is great. I can go away. There's so many people that travel and now obviously they're travelling within New South Wales. Hopefully soon we'll travel within Australia. But that option to be able to do your class from wherever you are, you know, I've got people doing it from the UK, I'm doing it from New Zealand, from WA, you know, so it's meant that a lot of our ex clients who loved it have never been able to find anything like it since have found out that we're online and they just can't believe how fantastic it is so so it's great yeah Melissa is there anything else that you're doing differently in the business because of all these changes 
Well, we'd already started getting much more. Well, we have a couple of different platforms that we use in terms of managing our our patient files as well as booking systems. So that had already started to change a great deal. But as physios needed to be able to work from home if necessary, as our admin or CCS team needed to be able to work from home as well as from the office so that we could make sure everybody was safe and well, we needed to really increase what we did. We've used SharePoint again for that security and compliance issue that we needed to manage. So we're using that much more for managing patient files and our communications about them because we need to keep all of that information in a secure but accessible place. So it's still a work in progress. There's still much more to do and you've got to find the right partners to help you integrate what you need to the system that there is, which always takes a lot of searching, but it's coming along nicely and we're just going step by step. And we've done sort of phase one and two of that integration now and phase three will be next year. So it's keeping us busy and it's hopefully just fine-tuning, improving the systems all the time and making us more agile in what we can do, be able to work from anywhere, do anything that we need to do. Does this mean you can theoretically run PhysioSize from a tropical island? Well, I'm hoping so. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a great plan. Mm. Um, So yes, yes and no. There will always be the people part of physio. You can never replace that. But certainly, uh, I could certainly run the systems from anywhere now. That's pretty incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Melissa, you talked about the work and the research. I don't know if you've got tech background, but some people listening might be thinking, oh, this sounds a little bit overwhelming and intimidating. Yeah, I'm definitely a lay person, definitely. I think I had a very clear vision of how I wanted it to present to our clients. I think that was the starting point. I knew what I wanted, then I had to go searching. And Mel, when you were talking about finding partners to help you you know, integrate your tech systems, what advice would you have for other business owners in terms of finding the right people? Yeah, keep looking, ask a lot. And if you're not comfortable, look somewhere else because I think you'll know very quickly if they're hearing you, if they're hearing what you're trying to achieve. And when they're speaking, not listening, then it tends not to work so well because they're just going to throw what they know at you. And so for most of us in small business, there's no two small businesses the same. So you'd have to make it work for you. Everything is bespoke. So if you find someone who can listen, then you can usually find someone who can problem solve. That's what I would look for. Yeah, great advice. And what's the biggest technology challenge you think PhysioSize will have sort of in the next year or so? Do you know what? Their software is always updating it and that is a good thing. There's often great things that come out of that, but the communication to the 1,300 people a week that there is this update and they might need to do something at home, that's the hard bit. There's, it's, there's never any, You're never finished. So as long as you accept that and get your people on that journey, that it's okay, it will change. It will keep changing. And so it's all about the communication to clients and your team and making sure they're comfortable and across whatever you can get them across. Anna-Louise, what have you and Melissa learned about the business and its capabilities and, interestingly now, its potential from this whole experience in the past six months? It's constant iteration. Does this work? You know, we've done survey monkeying of clients. You know, the girls ask a lot of questions. You know, they're never afraid to look for that feedback. You really do have to listen to that. Yeah, I think that we've just, even in this, the three terms really that we've been doing it, we've changed every time. You know, we are, as you say, iterating 
all the time and getting smoother and smoother in what we do. I don't think it'll take long before we feel like we're, you know, at a good place with it. And I think the other thing is that our clients are so incredibly grateful in the majority that they're happy to offer good and bad feedback. They're happy to try things. They're happy to say that was great or actually could you try something else? So that is really helping us. We've got a great community and that is helping with building and changing the offering that we have. As I said, it's practice. There's a bit of practice. We're getting better and better at what we do. You know, what advice would you have for other small businesses thinking about introducing some new tech to help them do their business better? I would say don't be afraid. It's not your business or tech. Like your business has to be tech these days. If you really look at your business and go, okay, what is it we do and how can we replicate that and scale it, there is just so much opportunity for what you do with your business. So I think, you know, don't be afraid of tech. It's just the same as what you already do. It just allows you scalability. And I think it's a fantastic thing. Yeah, well, that's pretty inspiring. Melissa, what about you? Do you have some brief advice for for others? Yeah, it would be similar. I would say be brave and I would say be very sure of the customer experience you want your customers to have. Be sure of what you want them to see and feel and know from what you do. And if you're clear in that, then you can make the tech work for you. Yeah, I think it was really insightful and important for people, you know, how you described earlier that you have a very clear vision of what you want the customer experience to be and then you go and try to build to that. That's fantastic. Well, It just remains for me now to say, Anna Louise and Melissa, thank you so much for your time and your fascinating insights and stories and experiences that you've shared with us today on the pretty extraordinary journey that you've come on since COVID-19 hit back in February, March. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Such a great story about how PhysioSize has transformed their business with technology, isn't it? Absolutely. And you know, Teams keeps cropping up with everyone we speak to in terms of its security and its ability to dovetail right into the Office 2019 home and business ecosystem and make things really seamless. I know. And I, you know, I think sometimes people forget that the free version of Teams can be downloaded separately. So what's not to like? Exactly. Well, that's this episode of Living in the New Next. Don't miss episode three coming up soon. Take care and bye for now.